well. But we want you to feel free to make your comment. Um, I'm trying to get this phone set up so you'll be able to call in and talk to us as well. This show is going to be on every Monday night from 8 to 9 p.m. It's going to be Tony and myself, and we're going to be just sitting in here talking it up about Baltimore. Um, hey, Larry, I see. Thank you so much. Um, so we're going to be talking it up. Make sure you share the video. If you want here right now, make sure you share the video. Anything you want to talk about before we get started? Uh, I'm just ready to rock and roll. All right. So look, y'all, this, this is how this idea came up because both of us have children. we got yes. children, especially sons. And so my thing was I really wanted to do a show where we talk about the city of Baltimore because you hear all of this stuff on the news about our city, this, that. that. All they focus on is the crime in our city. So I really wanted to do a show where, you know, where at least I feel like I'm doing something for our, for the children of our future, where we can sit down and have a discussion about it. And then also, um, not only that, where, you know, you all have a chance to come on and you get to vent and, and, and just say how you feel because there's a lot of stuff going on in the city. People losing their, their children, they losing family members. So, you know, that was the purpose of the show. And I met Tony at... Um, when we went to uh, uh, Vital Magazine, and they were doing a ceremony for us, the people that were in the magazine, and I met Tony there, and I, I got his book. His book is amazing, so make sure y'all get his books. Oh, my goodness. We're going to talk about the book, too. But anyway, we ready to rock with the, uh, with the stuff today. Yes. So, what you got, Tony? I know you, Tony, got a notebook. I got my stuff on the phone over there. Wait a minute. Let me see. I'm going to pull it up on here. But what you got over there? He got a lot of notes, and I got I some guess, too. I want to start with the mayor's race. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First of all, let's let's just go there. What you think about the current mayor that we have? What's your opinion on the current mayor? Um, he's doing the best he can, but I just feel like that um, he's not um, for the position. That's mm -hmm. just my opinion. Okay. Okay. All right, well, Tyra Hayes, that's my cousin. She said, I was born and raised in Charm City. I know that's right, me too. Um, okay, so I ain't gonna cut you off. Anything else you wanna say about that? About no. the mayor? Okay, here's what I wanna say about the mayor, only because I know him personally, you know, and I'm, I'm not just saying things because I know him personally, y'all. I'm, I'm saying what I know. Right. And I think, you know, what bothers me sometimes is that when people don't really know somebody, they just shoot off their mouth and they say all kinds of anything. So I see a lot of stuff in, in the media, um, you know, on, on social media and stuff about the mayor's this and he ain't doing that and he need to go sit down. But here's what I would say about Mayor Jack Young, and I, I know him very well. Um, politics in Baltimore is a serious thing. I think it's cutthroat. I think you got to be hardcore. Um, I think you got to be down to do some things that you really don't want to do. I think you hear some things that you thought you would never hear before. And so my opinion for somebody like him, now me personally, I wish that he would not run because I think that he's too nice for that position. And what I, what I mean by that is that he's not a cutthroat person. He's not a person that's going to... Um, go behind your back. He's he's really he really is a man of integrity. And so all of this stuff that's going on, that's not in his character. So me personally, I wish he wouldn't run because of that because I don't want to even see him around that. 
But what I will say is that he loves the city, and y'all know when he was when he was uh, city council president, even before he came became city council president, he was always for the city. Some of y'all got money from him to send your your children to college. Y'all got money for food. So, you know, some of the same people, they sitting up there talking about them in this position. And I'm going to say this too, like, it's easy when you sitting in your seat in your window at your house talking about how, you know, he needs to do this and he needs to do that. But if you were in that position, you're going to be doing the same thing. You're going to be faced with some challenges and you're going to have to make some decisions about, am I going to do this or am I going to do that? So, you know, I, I that's my personal opinion. That's how I feel. You know, y'all can feel how you want to feel because that's what this show is about. But that's what I'm saying about him, that I think that he's a cool brother. Um, but I just think that he's too nice to be in this. And I don't, I hate to see him in it. That's my thing. Right. I hate to see him in it. Well, it's just like I see on here, Tyra Hayes said, he's my brother-in-law. He's doing the best he can with what he was dropped, with, with, with what was dropped on him. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Mm-hmm. But realistically, we need to move in another direction. Um, I, and I agree with what you said. He is a okay guy. And I don't feel like that, you know, he's the type of person that's probably for that type of position. Right, right. He's been in politics. But again, when you're the top head, everybody's gunning for you. Everybody's looking right, for right. any and everything to knock you off of your throne. Right. And, you know, when I look at all of the new candidates that we have, and we have a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But it's like three names stick out for me. That's T.J. Smith, Brandon Scott, and Sheila Dixon. Okay. And Let, let's talk about Sheila for a minute, though. Okay. Because you, you know, before I had even gotten to the news to look at it, you dropped on me that Sheila was running. running. I'm gonna tell y'all, anybody that knows me, I love me some Sheila Dixon. Okay. I'm. Right. That's it. You know, I love Sheila Dixon. Um, so I was really excited about her running. Again, um, because I feel like Sheila is cut for it. You know, right. Sheila cut. She don't play. She ain't scared of no, to stand up to nobody. So I'm happy about her running. Uh, and I totally agree. You know, since she's entered the race, of course, the media, as always, they try to control that narrative of bringing up all of her negative past. And right, I'm right, somebody right. who believes in second chances. Right. And none of us are perfect in this world. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. nobody can um, downplay what she did. Right. But that was years ago. And yeah. the city has not been the same right, since. Right. Sheila has been out of that position. Mm-hmm. I feel she has the experience. She's truly Baltimorean and she's someone who can step right in, mm-hmm. you know, and get the city back to where it needs to be. You know, when you look at some of the other candidates, um, TJ Smith, you know, who's a Baltimore City police officer as mm-hmm. well as a spokesperson for mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. it would be like it's a new position for him, but I feel like he would be dedicated. Mm-hmm. And, and as well as Brandon Scott, he's young, up right. and coming. But right. again, we need we need a veteran right now to step in because the city is totally out of control. Out of order, okay? Totally out of control. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. It's like every time you turn on the news, it's the negative. Right, You know, right. five years in a row and we've passed 300 and some murders. Yeah. We had like 325, 325, if not more. And 325 is a Friday, the yeah, 13th. We yeah. were at 325 murders. And, and the murders are steady piling up. So for me... I was happy to see Sheila Dixon, you know, jump into the race mm-hmm. because I'm truly, you know, someone who would cast my vote for her. 
Now, TJ, okay, I love, I love, and we, we see y'all, we see your comments. We're going to get to them. TJ, TJ Smith. I think TJ Smith is, is good. I don't know if he's ready to be mayor because, again, I see TJ Smith as a nice guy. Yes. I see him as a really nice guy. He loves the city. I don't see him as being, um, getting tied up in any type of corruption, you know, covering for nobody. And he's somebody, I wish that he wouldn't run. Like, TJ, find something else to do. I don't, like, I don't want to see them in that, you know? Because right. that's not a part of their character. But I do wish him well. I do wish you well. But he wouldn't be somebody that I would have on my list right now to run for mayor. I see where William Bat say, I'm going on what I've seen up close and personal. Could you elaborate a little more, Mr. Bats? Now, what you said about TJ, mm -hmm. he's someone who, again, I feel would, you know, be committed because of losing a brother. Yes, you yes. Know? Mm -hmm. But again, when I look at being able to step away from the politics and the people who are going to try to jump on your bandwagon and right. be able to, like you say, mm -hmm. go against people that you know probably not going to like you right um politics is a dirty game dirty. and you have to be able to have that mentality of can i withstand going against these people right. on the backlash right. and that's where i think again shayla would excel because she's been down this road yeah. you know a lot of people turned on her people that she looked out for mm -hmm. so she know what to expect right you know right. and i believe you know second time around would be way better for her, mm -hmm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and she deserves another chance. Well, I mean, Mayor Barry did it in D.C. Absolutely. You know, he, he fell from grace, and they took him back. I mean, he, he had some demons, right. but he knew how to do his job. Absolutely. You know? And he, he got D.C. back together, but, um, so I do agree with you on that, with Sheila Dixon. I do agree with you on that. I'm trying to see what William Betts was saying, um, Scroll say? up, good brother. Oh, he said scroll up. He must have the, the uh, what he was talking about up higher. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something though, but um, yeah, the city hasn't been the same. So, and then my other thing is, you know, because I this is this is where I'm stuck at. I'm wondering even if Sheila were to get back in place, like, are we too far gone as a city? Are we too far gone? Because I'm telling you, the, the people that are committing crimes, they're not afraid of the police officers. They're not scared of them. Um, you know, and, and it's like, are we too far gone to even recover and get back? We, we're losing a lot of young people, and it seems like we're losing. We, in my mind, I'm thinking, are we going to lose a whole generation? Of young people, that that seems to be to this crime. What and, might and happen? Can anybody come in and step in and make some changes? Because where does it start at? Again, that's why I said I would go with a veteran, because Sheila would already be able to assemble a team of people to put in place who she know could help establish mm -hmm. the city and get it back where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. When you bring new people in, it's like uh, trying to start over from scratch. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> And, and it's other things I can't understand, like with the police commissioner. Yeah. You know, Michael Harrison. He did 30 years in New Orleans. They bring him into Baltimore. And to me, that's a smack in the face. And I have nothing personal against, you know, the police commissioner. Right. But I just look at it like, with all these polices who've put in 30 years, 20 years, 40 mm -hmm. years, you mean to tell me none of them are qualified to help right. with the issue of Baltimore? 
Melvin Russell, who mm-hmm. once the new commissioner came, Russell was let go. Right. You know, right. and you know, I respect him as a man the way he downplayed it. It was like, you know, still support the new commissioner. Mm-hmm. I believe he coming in to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. That's just like me coming into a company where you got 35 years and then all of a sudden I'm going to tell you to, well, you might well take your time now. Right. No, I would want you on board because you already know all the ins and outs. Right, right, but right. when you get rid of that, that again, that tells me like, are you really trying to help the city or are you setting the city up for failure? Good, good. See, that's my point. That's where I'm going right now because I've often wondered why do we reach outside of home to bring somebody in to manage home. I I met the commissioner in person. He's a wonderful guy. But I also think we have wonderful men, like you said, on the police force that we could have used. I don't know that this commissioner, and he's he's another nice guy. Like, we got all these nice guys. But are you ready to take on Baltimore City? Because these people ain't scared of him either. That's like me going to Chicago or New Orleans. I don't know the culture. I don't know the neighborhoods. I don't know the who's who. Mm-hmm. I'm coming into a, a fraternity where you actually think they're going to want to help me. Right. They're right. going to be looking at me sideways. Yeah. And they're not going to probably want to work with me because they're going to be like, he coming in here. I am put 30 years in. He coming in my city. Right. And he thinking he hot shot. Mm-hmm. They're not going to want to work with me. Right, right, right. You know? Right. Well, let me get some of these. I'm gonna get some of these comments. Um, this comment is from Fred Eubanks. He says, "I don't know him, but I." Oh, he's talking about the mayor. I don't know him, but I do know that sometimes you have to dance on. You have to dance on the side until it's your time to get on the floor, and that's from that's from uh, Fred Eubanks. Um, and Larry says, "I know Jack Young." I knew Jack Young before he became president. I helped him on many campaigns, but I have no respect for him after he lied and said he was going to visit to visit her. I don't know who he's talking about. After he lied and said he was going to visit her, I lost respect for him. Um, Larry, who was her? Who was he supposed to visit? Because you didn't put that on here. And then he says, I have no more, res- I have no more, no more Sheila Dixon. Please, no. Um, Mr. Bat said, William Bat says, Jack Young, Jack Young has a heart for the people and always has, but the sound clips, they always seem to show. I agree, Mr. Bats. the sound clips, they seem to depict him in a less, let's see my thing said, mm-hmm. in a less than articulate and favorable light. It's, it's the not media controlling look. the narrative, there making them look. Yes. Um, okay. I see Bats also says, Sheila has a solid track record. She understands the temperature of the people in Baltimore culture. I totally agree. Yeah. You know, and again, I get it. I think Larry said we need new. Yeah. But again, you know, bringing somebody new in, are they going to be able to be up for that challenge? Because right, right. when you jump into that politic game, you got to know people who going to be like, oh, I did this for you. You going to do this for me. And I believe that's just more corruption. Right, you know, right, right. with Shayla, like I said, she's already someone who's been proven, mm-hmm. you know, and it's amazing to me how we make one mistake and that one mistake trumps everything positive that she's been doing when she was in office. But when you look at it, they didn't all made mistakes. Everybody everybody's made, mistakes everybody's made a mistake. Yeah. Um, uh, Frederick's friend said, we are never too far, but the higher ups will always put a chain on your neck to keep you in your yard. Um, 
And Larry said, you need something. We need something new. We can't keep recycling old paper. Uh, what else is on here? And if I had a second choice, my second choice, Mr. Larry, would be T.J. Smith as well. He's, yeah, Larry said T.J. Smith or Ricky Vaughn. Um, William Bat said either would be solid. Y'all, yeah. I'm going to push this back so y'all can see um, Tony. Because I feel like we're not seeing all of him. Are we good? Okay, there we go. Okay, so, um, and, and here's the thing, everybody. And thank you for your comments. Thank you for being real because that's what this show is about. We want to keep it real. And you have a right to your opinion. You know, you have a right, and that's why we're talking about it. You know, we're talking about it because we want everybody to have their say. Everybody have their say and talk about it. And I think the really big thing that's going on now is this mayoral race. And like Mr. Bat said. We got to be careful, everybody. See, we, we have to be smart, too, because a lot of times, you know, we are, we are, um, we, 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 we fall victim to what the media is putting out there. And so, like he says, when it comes to the mayor, they put out, you know, they'll put out the part where he yelled at somebody, but they don't show what happened before. Right. Or they may put out something that he said, but they don't show what happened before that. You know, maybe they pissed them off. Maybe the, maybe the, the, the people, the um, reporters pissed them off or something. I don't know. But you, but the thing is, we have to, we got we to gotta read more everybody. We got to read. We got to investigate and stop taking everybody's word for how they think it's supposed to be. You know? Yes. This is our city. So that's what we got to do. Um, the other thing, uh, I, had some, I had some stuff that I wanted to... Um, to bring up too. Now, I want to talk about Miss Catherine Pugh because y'all, that was a whole mess. Yes. A whole mess. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you something. It shocked me because I never even thought of her in that way. Like she would be doing anything corrupt. The woman has, every time you look up, she was running for mayor. You know, she was running and losing. And then she finally gets into the spot. And all of this stuff comes out. And I'm sitting there like, oh my goodness. You know what got me was that I felt like it, it was like she was delusional. Like she didn't really know what was going on. You know, she she just, it was like she was in her own world, especially when she was doing the news conference and she was picking up the baby clothes. And I'm okay. like, does she really know what's going on? You know? And again, it's like... Uh... Anybody can put on a mask and perform, mm -hmm. but again, when you take the hot, when you take that head spot, mm -hmm. you have to be prepared for what comes with it. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of times, we think because we're the head person, we can do things and they go without right. know, consequences. Right, right, right. And that's something that's just not true. And in her case, you know, she fell from grace quickly. Quick. Because I'm quite sure she's not the only politician that ever taking money true yeah, but you know true. she was taken out very fast but like, but look how long it was going on though dang. that's what i'm saying it was going on during the times when she was running for mayor and losing you know she was in it and then you actually run and win like where was your mind at you didn't think that you were ever going to get caught that's that's where i was stuck at like when everything started coming out about her with the books the money all the underhanded stuff i'm like and this woman is like, what is she, like 70? I don't know her you age, know? but... Yeah, <laughs> she, she like she, almost 70 years old. She, she uh, you know, she took a, a hit, you know, yes. because again, you know, 
she was doing a lot of things in the city as well. Like she was helping the school. I can't think of the school. It was a school that dealt with the arts. Mm -hmm. She was doing a lot of positive things. But mm -hmm. again, you know, she chose to be greedy. That's all I can look at it as. That's greed. what it is. Yeah. You know, it was greed. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You do a book deal and um, then you don't even deliver. Right. You know, so. And you're taking the money. And that's what I was saying. At some point in time, like, what happened to her? Did you... I, I, that is still stuck in my brain. Maybe y'all can explain it to me. Like, she just kept going forward as if nothing was going on. But early on, I would always, when she would do her news conferences, I would always, like, type in the, in the bottom. I never liked her body language. Because her body language was always, like, a standoffish. When she fired, um, was it Kevin Davis, uh, um, the police officer? I think it was Kevin Davis. No, not Kevin Davis. It was the guy that came... And he was he was coming he was coming from uh, I got it on my phone I got it on my phone he was a police commissioner he came and then he backed out because he I think he realized he could not handle Baltimore but the whole time this guy was talking she was standing like this and I'm like why is she at the news conference with her arms like this like you don't want to be there like would you please hurry up so I just you know I don't know what's going on in our city. But I am hoping that we get to a point, because to be honest, what I feel like sometimes is that people in the city, the people higher up, don't want the city to get better. That's how I feel I sometimes. Totally, I totally agree. That's how I feel. And, and, and one of the things you know, I always talk about is we have all these organizations who claim they for our people. Mm -hmm. You know, they and one of the organizations is Safe Streets. Safe Streets, yeah. yeah. And bringing up, you know, Catherine Pugh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they said last year that Miss Pugh had just secured $3.5 million in funds for Safe Streets. Safe Streets, yep. Plus another $1.7 million mm -hmm, promised mm -hmm. in funds right. in the city for Safe Streets. Mm -hmm. Now, here it is, you funding all this, getting all this money, mm -hmm. and then you see what just happened to her. Right. But then also, Safe Streets also had two uh, members, BGF members, mm -hmm. who pled guilty to right. using Safe Streets as one of the places they did their drug transactions. Yes, yes. And this was on Monument Street. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... You got these organizations who's supposed to be helping the community. Right. You got this mayor who's getting them all this money. Don't right. know if she's getting a cut of it or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then this organization got people who using their building for drug activity. Right. And nobody said anything about it. And they still exist. Right. That's interesting. That's why I'm saying, do we, you see, do we really want our city to get better? They don't want that. Do we? Do we too much, really? Too much money. Too much money going in people's it's hands. It's so much money going through this city that is crazy. The it's kind, too much when you money. sit down and read the amount of money. money that's being transferred through hands, and then, like you said, you got something like safe streets, you know, and then then that's corrupt. So it's just like when a lot of times when with the crime that's going on in the city, it makes you wonder. Like when you're looking at these young people. They looking at the older people like y'all corrupt. Right. You know? This is why I say all the time, 
the young don't respect because they see all of the bull crap right. and the lies and the betrayal. Right. Right. And you expect us to trust y'all when mm-hmm. well, this is what's going on? Mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine who just walked away from Safe Streets because somebody that's working with them is giving out drug packages for kids. Gee, that's crazy. And again, this is this is who they look towards for right. getting the city back. I'm mm-hmm. still trying to figure out what they're doing. Right. That's that's what I'm trying to figure out. You don't hear a lot about you don't hear a lot about what, what they're doing. The name Safe Streets, yet we still have 300 and some murders. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out like what is their role? They have a building and kids supposed to come there. Like the murders are steady piling up. Yeah. And, and sad to say, everybody, Tony's son was murder victim number eight, right? Murder victim number eight. Number eight for this year. For this year. Murder victim number eight. No suspects. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but again, I'm not surprised because we can go on to uh, Sergeant Sean Suda. Oh, my goodness. This is a police officer. Yes. So if they yes. don't have a suspect and they say he killed himself, I mean, anytime an officer gets killed or injured, just like when that one that was shot outside of his house, they're mm-hmm. going to hunt yes. the killer right. or perpetrators down until them. they find these mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. With this man, oh man, they wanted to close that investigation as fast as possible. But you know, there's so many stories going around oh, about yeah. the Sean Cedar case. And one of them was that he was actually going to testify against those officers, those corrupt, that, that ring of officers that just got arrested, all that stuff that went down, that he was actually one of the ones that, that was going to be testifying against mm-hmm. them and that it wasn't anybody in the community that killed him. It wasn't suicide. It was one of his fellow comrades that killed him. So that's the story that's going around right now. But in my heart, I don't think that man committed suicide. No, nah, that man ain't committed suicide. I really suicide. do not believe that he committed suicide. And I've actually talked to some officers that were really good friends of Sean Cedar. And they said there's, there's no way yeah. that he would have committed suicide. Yeah. No way. No yeah. way. Yeah, and, and then to take his family through that. Can you imagine? You give a, a department 18 years of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. It's just like you and somebody that's been friends for 20 years. Right. And they cross you. And you're like, I can't believe they did this. Mm-hmm. So I know his wife and kids are sitting back, probably saying to themselves, like, this is this is insane yeah. the way, you know, their father and, and, and her husband is mm-hmm. being treated. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised when there's no suspects and, you know, my son's murder. Because, again, it's like, you know, I, you say do they really want to fix this city mm-hmm. or do you want to keep it going like it's going? Because again, it's too much money and too much corruption and too many people that's involved mm-hmm. that can really make a difference, but they choose not to because at the end of the day, this game is politics is just like the drug game. That right. money trumps everything. everything. Yeah. And how now do they have they called you or reached out to you since your son Nothing. was murdered? You haven't Nothing. heard anything? Nothing. Wow. Same thing with the suitors. They haven't heard anything. Wow. You, wow. Hear, you hear nothing. I mean, you'll get a phone call to come identify the body after that. That's a wrap. It's it. Wow. You know, they, they'll mark it off as like, you know, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not surprised. Because, again, wow. this is Baltimore City. And, you know, anytime you have one murder, one murder is too many. Mm-hmm. But when you look at 325 murders, yep. and we still got more days to go. Mm-hmm. We still haven't finished this mm-hmm. year out. Mm-hmm. We might get to 350, which is sad. Right. And the worst feeling in the world is when these parents, kids are being gunned down 
and no one has an answer. Nobody, yeah. And it, and it's happening more and more. And I'm gonna I'm actually um, go over some stories in a few minutes of some of the young people that's been killed because I got another question about that. But I'm gonna I'm uh, go to some of your comments. Um, Larry says, when, you, when it comes to suicide, you never know what somebody is going through. And uh, he said, uh, it feels good watching two people. I pray to God for for your vision and greatness for God to continue blessing you too. Thanks, Larry. Thank you. Um, what can anyone do to stop us from killing ourselves? Why do we look for those in office to change what we should be changing in our home? I agree. Who was that from? That's from Fred. Fred, I totally agree. It starts at home. Okay. And then Larry said that he's upset with the mayor. This is Mayor Jack Young because... He promised to, oh, I know what he's talking about. Larry's daughter has uh, um, brain cancer. Wow, sorry to um, hear that. She's like, what is she, like eight now, Larry? I I think she's eight. That's my little princess. Um, And he said the, the mayor promised to visit her in 2017, and he didn't. Okay. Um, Something that costs nothing, a visit. A visit. So, you know what? I'm going to forward this to the mayor, and I'm going I'm to let him know, Larry, that you, he did not come and visit her, and I'm going to send this to him. Um, yes. You know? Yes, Larry. That's what that's what Catherine Prue was the design school. You're right. The design. <laughs> Larry, you well informed, my brother. You well informed. <laughs> Very well informed. Yes, Larry. Let me tell you, Larry does not play, and he's heavy into the, the political arena. So um, I know that, and he knows a lot of people too. So um, I know that I know he's going to be on here giving us a lot of information, but. Um, before I go over to the young people, what's your feeling about Brandon Scott? Oh, I was at a uh, breakfast one time with Mr. Scott, and I asked him before he announced his running for mayor. He downplayed and says, "No, it's not time for me." Mm-hmm. And then, like months later, he he's ready to run. Yeah. Um, I, I like Brandon Scott. He's young, mm-hmm. upcoming, but I just feel like that he's not the person for the position as well. I, I don't think you know, so. I don't. I don't. Think, and I have nothing against him. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm looking at the state that the city we we're, we're in, in a, state of emergency. We're in a state of emergency. Yeah. yeah. And to me, I don't respect nobody that dance around the real issues mm-hmm. when you want to lie and say, "Well, you know, I'm gonna do." No, I'm gonna. Like I said, I'm gonna tell it like it is. As Martin Lawrence said, tell it like it like it is. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, you got these corrupt officers, you got these corrupt politicians, you got these fake organizations mm-hmm. that's getting this money, and nobody's saying anything about it. So it's like, if you're going to be a part of that, and you're going to allow this, then yeah, you, you're not I'm, ready for that listen, spot. I'm going to be honest. I think, it's something, I think it's something that happens when they go into that mayoral seat where they go from talking and being real vocal to just being real quiet. And I don't know what the code is when you get in there, but oh, it's, it's just code. like, you know, that's why, I, that's why I want Mayor Young to just come on out of there. Come on out of there. Come do something else. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people, they're they not really ready. Yeah, because I just feel like it's a code when you get in there. And you can only do but so much. You, you can't, you can't, you know, you come in with a whole bunch of ideas about what you would like to do. Right. But I feel like once they get into that position, 
something goes down. It's almost like um, what's that the group called? Uh, the um, the Masons, like when they take you oh, in the yeah. back room. Masons, yeah. And, and, and my you, brothers, are, yeah. a couple of my friends yeah. and my brother, my they were all Masons. Yes. And my cousins, like they take you in the back room. When you come out of the room, you know certain things you don't say, and there's certain things you don't talk about. And I feel like when they get into that mayoral seat, they take them in the room, and something yeah. happens. You know, and, and that's why I said again, I for me, you know, again, Sheila. I keep saying her name because again. Yeah. I, I truly feel comfortable enough to know that she was. We've seen her before. Yeah, before, yeah, right. Yeah. And like I said, okay, she made this mistake. She's accepted full responsibility. You know, she's been away from politics. We've had all of these other people involved, mm-hmm. and I don't see any changes. I mean, you send an email, they don't even respond. I've never received an email no, back from Catherine Pugh. No. I never uh, received an email back from, from uh, what's the young lady's name? Stephanie Rawlins Blake. Yeah. And I've never asked any of them for a dime. Mm-hmm. I just was trying to reach out to them to help any way that I could. Right. right no right. response. And I get it. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten a response either because y'all know I do a show on Thursday nights. And so I've been having politicians on the show, but I have not been able. Brandon Scott is so busy. I asked his manager, is he like really that busy? Like he can't give me like 15 minutes. That's all I want. So I haven't been able to get Brandon Scott on the show because he's somebody I really, really want to talk to because I feel like he's young. You know, he's running. You could probably say something to the young people to inspire them. I see you on camera. But for some reason, I can't get 15 minutes with him. I even said, you know, I can tape it and then air it later. But no response. No response. So I know that there's a lot of people in Baltimore because I talk to them who really want to do something to help. They right. really want to do something to help the city, but then we come back to certain people will get a, a phone call back and certain people don't. And so that's why I always go back to how much do we really want to change? Are we okay with our young black boys dying every single day? Like these boys on Instagram talk about, I hope I make it to 21, or if I make it to 35, I'm going to be an old man. Like they shouldn't even be thinking about that. I agree. But all of their homeboys is dying. So that's the way they have to think. And do we really, where's the outcry? That's my other thing. There is none. When we this lose is, our young men, these are young leaders for the future. This has, been, this has become the norm in Baltimore the City. The norm, right. To accept young men being gunned yes. down. Yes. Young women also. Because yes. this year, when you pull that list of murders in Baltimore, it's a lot of Not young women, women yep. on this list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you see that, it's like, wow, why do they have these many women being murdered mm-hmm. and, and, and as well as kids. Right, right, you right. You know, young, young it, it's kids. It's like, it's no hoes barred. They oh, kill yeah. children, yeah. old people, you know, young people, single parents, couples. What I mean, it, they don't care. They do not they care. They don't care. So, you know, it, it, at some point in time, and I... And what, what really hurts me is when I see these, these children every day, every single day, and it's like on a weekend, it's a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. You know, they shooting and killing. And it's like... We be like, oh, okay, yeah, that happened to them. The three people died on Saturday. And we go in the house like nothing happened. It's the norm. There's no outcry. Ain't nobody marching. Ain't nobody coming on the news. Mm. You know, and I'm just like. I'm glad you said something there about yeah. the marches. Yeah. Wow. I said that after the Freddie Gray incident. I like, said. Well, we ain't doing nothing. It's because there's no CNN or Fox News. If Fox News or CNN came to Baltimore, you would have all these fake organizations. Like. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I haven't seen 300 men. Do they still exist? Black Lives Matter. Do mm-hmm. they still exist? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't see none of these organizations marching when there's no media. Right. You right, know, right. what are you doing when the media is not involved, when the mm-hmm. cameras are not on you? Mm-hmm. Are you putting forth the effort then? No, they're not. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I said, when my son was killed, there was no parade up and down the street. Wow. And many other parents, there was no parade. Mm-hmm. But when the Freddie Gray incident took place, Oh, because Fox News and everybody was there and it was the police. Mm-hmm. Oh, everybody want to be advocates all of a sudden. Everybody mm-hmm. wanted to call themselves missionaries and all of these other things and act like they was activists and faking, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But but that's Baltimore. Yeah, and we got to look, y'all. We got to start playing. We got to start playing because we are losing too many people. Like, this is ridiculous. We losing way too many people. And, you know, I, I, I'm doing this show because I want to hear what you all have to say. I want to hear what, what can we do. Maybe you have some ideas about what we can do. Because if we don't hurry up, we want self-destruct in this city. You know, we really are going to self-destruct. Me personally, I'm tired of, like, you know, running home. You don't, you, you don't want to be out late anymore because you don't know if you're going to make it back home. You know, it's just it, the bullets don't have no name on it. So, it, it you know, it, it, it's just... Baltimore City, sometimes I feel like I want to just move away from here, but I love the city. You know, I love the city, but it's just so corrupt, and there's so much crime going on. But um, this is this is uh, Murder, Inc. Um, if y'all ever go on Murder, Inc. and just look at some of the stuff that's going on in the city, it is crazy. I don't even look at the news. I just go on Murder, Inc. and look. But like this man, it says a man shot multiple times in West Baltimore. Police investigating. But still, they don't have any suspects. We know this one going to go in the books. You know, that's another one that's going to go in the book. He was shot, multiple shots, three times. And then um, Baltimore police investigating a shooting in Southeast. This was just updated like an hour ago. Wow. Um, Then we had an Amazon delivery van reported stolen Monday. This was on Monday. The van was stolen in Baltimore. We got a little boy that was hit and run. It was a hit and run. The police still looking for them. Now they got all these people that they looking for. So we know ain't nobody gonna be found. You know, we we just and that's why I'm saying as a people, we have to step up. Right. And we gotta start making some demands on our politicians because otherwise it's gonna be business as usual in 2020. We're gonna be doing the same thing. I see where Frederick Eubank said they have to see a shift in TV, shift in rap music, etc. Then Larry also say pray, pray, pray. Mm-hmm. Prayer. I mm-hmm. totally agree. So mm-hmm. tell me why Larry Prayer is not allowed in the school system. Not in school. Not in school. They don't want to allow that. Mm-hmm. And then when we talk about uh, Mr. Eubanks about the, uh, you know, the uh, rap music and TV again, you know, it goes back to who's monitoring the music that right. we listen to, right. or our kids listen to in the mm-hmm. TV. When half of the kids are being raised by kids. By kids, right. Yeah, that's true. You know? And that, that is a big problem because it's like, you know, a lot of the mothers are teen mothers. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got somebody 16 and their child could be, you know, the child is like, and it's 20. You know, it's just like they, they're young mothers. And um, I think that's another problem that we have. But then we're Baltimore City, so we should be providing some type of resources to help these young people as they're raising their children. Um, but we don't have that either, you know? The biggest the biggest thing I feel, and I've been saying this all along, we don't never address trauma. 
So when these young ladies have these kids, maybe 16, 17, 20, 21, whatever the age, mm-hmm. if they're not employed, they get on social service, right. government assistance, they get food stamps, they get uh, housing. Mm-hmm. They can go to school. And they go to school. Yep. And they're told, we'll give you all of these things, but you can't have a man in the household. Yeah, right. So you take the father out of the, the, the equation. And then we never do an assessment on if any of these women ever face trauma. Right. We had months ago, the, the 20, I think she was 25 years of age, mm-hmm. and she was married to a 40-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. She called and reported her son missing, mm-hmm. scalded him with water, yes, I remember. placed him in a plastic bag, and then and put him in a dumpster. dumpster. Yep. So we're giving all of these services, but when do these women get assessed for trauma? Right. So right. if we constantly never address trauma, then it's like they have the trauma, then they put the trauma mm-hmm. on their kid, and it's mm-hmm. going down the cycle, right. and then these kids go to school, and then the trauma's never been addressed, and they taking it out on teachers, they taking it out in the community, mm-hmm. it's the crime, and it's everything just mm-hmm. going around, mm-hmm. like in a cycle, mm-hmm. and we never address it. And you have children, this is the other thing, because I, I was teaching for a while, long time actually, children come to school hungry. All the time. Come to school hungry. They haven't had breakfast, lunch, or dinner. You know, and a little bit of food they get in, in school, that's like, that's it. And so, after a while, they become aggressive. They're angry. And a lot of times, it's not like they're showing out. They're hungry. You know, it's, right. it can be as, as simple as a child being hungry, not having any food. You got children living in their cars, living on the street, coming to school. I know for a fact, coming to school. Yes. You from have, these places, from homeless shelters. They haven't even washed. Haven't, haven't had a bath. Haven't had a bath. You know, and so like you said, it's a lot of trauma out here. I mean, it is so bad that, and, 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 and here's the thing. It's traumatic even living in the city and having, and, and on your street, you got all this crime or crime around in your community. A friend of mine last uh, Friday night, and this was on Murder, Inc. Also, a friend of mine Friday night on her way to choir rehearsal on, on Central Avenue, coming down her steps, getting ready to get in the car. The, a man gets shot right in front of her. And he fell face down, 57 or something years old, right in front of her. That's trauma. Trauma. You know, so every time she come out of her door, it's just like, you know, you're thinking about opening that door and what's going to happen. And they're, they're so, I'm telling you, this city, mental illness is so bad. Like, it's running rampant. Go on the corner of North and Gap, where they got the treatment center at. People line up around there, and you go downtown, and people just look like zombies right. walking around. Because all they're doing is filling them up with this medicine, right. and they and, and they just walking walking zombies. It's like we don't do anything to address the issue and correct the problem. Yeah. We, we don't. A lot of kids also suicidal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, again, you don't address those issues and then some of them don't have good relationship with their parents Mm -hmm. there's not that many resources so we have kids that take their own lives because they feel like it's the only thing to do they feel like no one cares Mm -hmm. and until we address these issues Mm -hmm. we're going to keep having murders we're going to keep having crime you know and we're going to keep having people in office if they don't do the job then we're going to keep getting the same cycle over and over and over again now let me let me let me say this before we go. This is the thing, y'all, that's really killing me right now. We have young men 
in Baltimore who have, are on the rise. And it seems like as soon as they begin to rise, they're taken out. I mean, taken out like that. And it's making me wonder what in the world is going on. What, what's going on? This guy, I used because I follow these young guys on Instagram. This guy, I don't know if you remember him. His name was Dev the Barber. Yeah, do I? Dev the Barber. Do I? When I tell you, my heart was so hurt. Wow. When I found out that that young man yes. got shot multiple yes. times in the stomach. I mean, I was hurt because I followed him and he was traveling. I mean, he was he was he was he was working with people like um the basketball player, LeBron James. LeBron James. And, I mean, all kinds of people. This boy was from East Baltimore, but he chose to still, you know, be around his people. And this boy, for for no reason, of course, they don't have anybody yet. No suspect. And and again, I never knew who the young man was at first. Mm-hmm. But once that happened, I read, I started, you know, researching, yeah, and I saw yeah. where this, he had a baby young. Mm-hmm. He was working for uh, uh, Murray Steakhouse. Yep. Went from working at Murray Steakhouse to like FedEx or something. Mm-hmm. But he say one day sitting in a barber shop, he watched this guy turn away all these young men. Right. So he said he bought his own clippers, mm-hmm. and he started cutting people hair in the neighborhood for like $5, yep. whatever, to teach himself. Mm-hmm. Then he came up with um, a way where the hair unit unit that men are now wearing, you know, like men who are going bald, Mm -hmm. they they have these hair units that can go anywhere from 400, 500, up to thousands of dollars. And it's popular. Mm -hmm. And this young man was on his way. And when I looked at his interviews, several things about him stuck out. One, he always dressed like very well. Like he was like an old spirit dressed like Mm -hmm. they dressed back in the 70s Mm -hmm. with the suits and the shirts and the ties. You don't see no young men dressing like how this young man dressed. Mm -hmm. But some of the things that was disturbing that I saw was his company that he kept. Yes, yes. So he had young men around him that, again, when we talk about, you know, living in this city Mm -hmm. and you got certain people in your circle, you think they're your friends. Yes. And all I kept saying was, how would somebody know when he was getting off the plane? How Thank did they you. know to be at Thank his you. house? And to be on that parking lot at that right time. right there waiting for him. Yeah. So I was at like, no suspects. Mm-hmm. But again, like you said, a young man on the rise, life taken. On the rise. And and it's just, you, you can go on and on and talk about it. And with him, and that's a good point, because even as adults, you know, you have to start loving some people from a distance. When you start to rise and you start to move up, because everybody ain't clapping for you and everybody ain't happy for you. I learned that this year and just the little bit that I'm doing, you know? Right. It's everybody yeah, ain't I, clapping I, I, for I you. I saw that on one of your posts. Yeah, you yeah. know, everybody yeah, ain't clapping for you. It's, it's funny because um, I always say to my students, the most important curriculum you can be taught is survival. Mm-hmm. Because... Survival is everything. Mm-hmm. You walk out your door, you have to survive every right, day. Right, right. I don't care what your GPA is. I don't care what your SAT scores mm-hmm. are. You have to be able to distinguish, is this person really for me? Or that's right. Or are they against me? Because mm-hmm. people can put the mask yeah. on and they will they will tell you, oh, I'm happy for you. But mm-hmm. the whole time they're behind your back. Right. And it was obvious somebody set this young man up. Set him up. And, you know, he had... 
he, he was on to something because when you actually watch his videos, and he's still on Instagram, Deb the Barber, you can go back and watch his stuff, but you couldn't tell that those units that he put on men, you couldn't even oh, tell it wasn't their hair. Hey, I, I wanted one of those units. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. People say, you would wear that? I said, I sure would. I mean, they look good. Yeah, LeBron James wearing Yeah, he wearing one, yeah. Yeah, LeBron wearing one. I yes. definitely would wear it, you know. And then he had started working on the beards, too. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm telling you, like, I still heard talking about him because... Yeah. He, he had he a little was, daughter. He, yes. And, and that's the other thing. These young men are leaving children with no father. They're growing up with no trauma, father. Trauma for that young little kid. And growing he lo- you could father. tell he loved his oh, daughter because he, he had his daughter and all his videos. Loved his daughter. When he came home, you see him playing with her and taking her shopping and stuff. So, you know, in the back of my mind, I- I'm going to tell y'all what I think in a minute. And then there was this other guy. He just died recently. His name was Truly. I don't know if you if you know him. He was on Instagram. Young man, um, East Baltimore. And every day he would do these these um motivational thoughts. But he did it in his language, like street language. But I loved it. And and it was always positive. And he was letting them know, y'all gotta stop hanging on the streets, pants sagging, get a job. So this one particular day, he's talking about how you know, if y'all gonna be out here doing this crime, get some life insurance or stop doing this because when you die, your parents gotta figure out how to bury you. Yes. And he's just going on and on talking about, he said right now I'm walking down East, um, down um, Greenmount Avenue and I forgot the other cross street he was on. That was probably like about 10.30 in the morning because he always does them in the morning. Later on that evening, after he had finished talking, 29 minutes later, that boy was dead. 29 minutes later. Later in the evening on the news, they said two men got shot on Greenmount Avenue. One was alive, one had died. So I'm just like, oh, okay. But when I went back to look at it and then it popped up on Murder, Inc., I'm like, no, not him. Come on now. This was last month. And I'm like, come on. Like all of these promising young men, young black men who are doing what they're supposed to. This boy went to work every day, every day. You know, so here's here's what I'm thinking, and maybe this is just me, but sometimes I think that there's somebody in the background giving somebody a little bit of money to take these people out because we got promising young men who could be a Barack Obama, you know, who could be an Elijah Cummings, but we will never know. We will never know. It's, it's 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 the culture now. Like I tell, like the name says on here, uh, it was like Judas. You know, he was traded. Jesus even thought he, he threw Jesus, gave him a kiss, mm-hmm. and called him a friend. Right. right. Knowing knowing it was you know, you know. So right. again, I I just feel like that. That's that's the streets. That's the mm-hmm. code. That's the hood. And that's that's one of the messages I tell these kids. As much love as you got for your hood, the hood does not love you back. None, it none. does not love you back. Mm-mm. It will eat you alive and you will be crushed when you really understand how this this, this thing works. Yeah, yeah. And again, everybody, this is for young people if you're watching and for us older people. Watch the people that you hang up with. Like everybody that you come up with, they're not supposed to go with you on your journey all the way to the end. You know, some people, you got to let them off the train, let them off the bus, and they're going to be okay. They're going to be good. 
Yes. And then you got to cover yourself. You got to watch yourself, you know? Because, like I said, everybody ain't for you. And people be saying all kinds of stuff, trying to do all kinds of shenanigans. And so you got to make sure that you cover yourself. And, and, and some of these people are family. Okay, let me just keep it real. Some of these people are absolutely. family. And family will set you up and talk about you and oh, stab absolutely. you in the back. So, because they, they not happy and clapping for you either. So, we got to really, whether you in Baltimore or wherever you, you looking at us from, because I know some of y'all don't live in Baltimore, you got to make sure that you know your people. That's something my friend always tell me. Make sure yes. you know your people, you okay? Know. know your people. Everybody can't be in your circle. Yeah. Everybody can't be in there. And then when it comes to your children, because I wanted to say this to you before we close, that um, I'm, I'm actually, and I have a meeting tomorrow, I've actually been appointed as a vice chair for the um, for human trafficking. Mm. And so um, I'm learning so much about it that it's scary, y'all. Like, it's scary. The huh. kind of stuff that's going on. It's such a dark world. Some of the things that I'm learning, I'm just like, oh, my goodness. And I'm hoping that I can just, I told my friend the other night, I said, I'm hoping I can go through it without crying. Because when it comes to children, like, I have such a passion for children. But right. they are taking our babies. Oh, yeah, they're not playing. That trafficking is real. raping our babies, y'all. Yeah. Raping them. Some of these girls, like eight, nine, ten years old, grown men. Yeah, not 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 one raping them, but multiple people raping them when they kidnap them. So watch your children. I still see people in the store walking, children back here or children over there. It ain't that much shopping in the world. Come on. Y'all got to watch your children because this thing is so serious and and and, and, and they're they're sending people like you know for example they would hire somebody who looked like me I look like I'm nice and I'm coming on hey what's your name you know and I'm talking right. next thing you know I'm walking out the door with them talk to your children because this thing is real we got a lot of young black girls missing right now yes. where are they Yes. You know, ain't no outcry for that either. Nah. DC had a whole school. Well, I said had, but has a whole bunch of girls missing. No outcry. Business. Business as usual. Business as usual. So y'all look, we gotta we we can ready to go in a few minutes, but these are some of the things that like, we just gave you a snippet of what the show is gonna be about. But we're gonna be touching on these issues because we got to have a conversation about the stuff that's going on. This is this this is your show. This is for you to come and vent. Let us know how you feel. Because like Tony said, a lot of people are dealing with trauma and they don't have nobody to talk to. No one. The church don't even want to talk about it. And don't get me started on that one. Mm. Because <laughs> mm. that's a whole nother topic. Like oh, they don't nothing. even want to talk about it. And people are really walking around hurting, suicidal, you know, um, depressed. I call it walking time bombs. Walking ticking time bombs. It's and just that's a matter the, of when they're going to blow up. That's right. And that's why you see people walking into places, shooting people up. Because it's like, you know what? I done had enough. And you you may not have even done anything to them. But it's just that that was it. Yep. That was it. And so they exploded. And so, y'all, we got to we gotta really, our city is definitely in a crisis. And I'm going to say this. I don't, I don't just blame the mayor. I don't just blame the city council president and all these other people and Marilyn Mosby. You know, you, you, can't, you can't start saying it's your fault. It's your fault and your fault. 
just some of the stuff was going on before Marilyn Mosby was born. Corruption been going on Absolutely. in Baltimore City, you know? So it, it's nothing, it, it, it didn't just start when these people got in the office. I do agree with Tyra when she said a lot of people, they have inherited a lot of stuff. So it's like, what do we do about it? And do they have the help that they need? Do they really have they the help really have that they the help. need in their office to help them combat the crime? To help them combat the trauma and these people that's walking around like zombies. Do, do we, now we got the resources, we have the money, we have the money, but do we have people who really want to get in the trenches and say, okay, this is what it's we need take. to do? Yeah. Or are we just gonna sit here and let everybody? Because people moving out of the city, I'm one of them that's that's like teetering on, I'm ready to go, because I don't see no changes, you know. I, I hear what everybody's saying when they running for office, but it's like after they get their seat, I don't hear no more from them. So I, I'm a little, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm on the fence with that movement thing. I'm really on the fence. But I just think it's so much stuff going on that um, I'm not willing to sit here and be one of the, the numbers on the, on the <laughs> on that list. Oh, there ain't no question. You know? I don't want to be on the list. You know, I ain't ready to go yet. So. I just, you know, it, it, it's a lot going on. And I think once you really start getting into, getting deeper into what's going in our, in, on in our city, you find out some things that you really don't want to know about. But it gives you answers to why things aren't happening. And I don't know, I know that Chicago, I, have, I didn't look to see where they are as far as numbers, if we've passed them or not. I'm not really sure. Um, as far as our murder rate, but you know, DC used to be the murder capital. Used to be, yep. They used to be the murder capital. I was in DC over the weekend, and I'm telling you, it's a totally different city. It's a totally different atmosphere, and it felt good because I was like, you felt like you could mm -hmm. walk around anywhere, you know, and and people know that if you do certain things, this is what this is the consequence, right? right. You know. Our city, we don't have any consequences. So, you know, I say we in the land of do as you please. You, you do whatever you want to do. <laughs> and yeah, and, and so, you know, that's what we are in our city. But I don't want to leave on a down note because we do have some great things going on in our city. And we have some great young people in our city. As a matter of fact, Denine is on here. Her son, um, he's in 11th grade. You know, young African-American male on the honor roll straight A's, you know, congratulations, Kennard. So we do have young people, your son, yes. get ready to graduate. Yes. My son get ready to graduate. So we do have great things going on in the city, but we gotta, we gotta figure out how to deal with what's going on. Because even if we can't change anything, we have to feel, we have to figure out how to live through it. Like right. how do you cope? You know, and there's another young man who's running for city council in the 12th district, uh, Gary Crum. Gary Crum, okay. Yes, who's okay. doing positive things in the community. Okay. okay. Yes. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that. We got we got him running. I forgot about him. Joseph Kane is running for the 14th district. I, I watched him grow up. Me and his mother, okay. really good friends. Great young man. Great, great, great young man. Father, I mean, awesome young man. Um, Wesley Hawkins is running, okay? Um, I think Wesley's over West. He's over yeah, West. he's over West. Um, and it's a, it's a oh man, it's another guy that's running alongside him. But we got some young men that's running for office that 
need to be heard. Wesley, um, actually coming up, y'all, I'm going to be at a restaurant where Wesley, um, uh, Joey's going to be there. I, I call him, I'm, let me say Joseph Kane. He was like, Miss Charlene, you keep saying Joey. Joey. Joseph Kane, okay? <laughs> I'm used to saying Joey, but Wesley, Joseph, and um, I don't want to say the other name yet because I'm still working on the third person. But we're going to be at the restaurant where people can come out and talk. Um, on my radio show, we're going to be doing a live at the restaurant. And, you know, you'll be able to come out, shake hands with them, talk to them. We're going to interview them because these are young brothers. And so um, we want to give them their time, too, to talk.